Yes. 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 Once again, back at you. It's the uh, Emerald Lane episode number 30. I'm your host, Sonny Coates, broadcasting live from Paris, France, in the Troisième Arrondissement, which is situated between uh, Le Marais and Les Halles in the Beaubourg Plateau. Listen, that's the only French I know, so that's my opportunity to flex and, and throw a little French at the uh, American audience. Yeah, broadcasting here from a rainy, a rainy Paris, France, a Thursday. I'm wondering if it's okay if I can lean on your shoulder a little bit and kind of confide in you, if you don't mind. It's, it's, uh, I've got the blues. I'm coming to the realization I don't think I need, I don't think I'm supposed to be in Paris. Just like energetically speaking, it, there is no flow here for me. I feel bad saying that, okay, I'm here, I'm living the dream, overlooking this vast courtyard where everyone hangs out, it's so quaint. I was in uh, Portugal for the last three months prior. There was much more flow there. And listen, every city, is a shell of itself during COVID. We all know this. I mean, I can go to name the city. We could go to Las Vegas. We could go to, uh, to Venice, Italy, or Hollywood, California. Where, wherever you want to go, man, you're going to be bummed out being there because of this uh, extremely novel situation, this black swan reality that we're all trying to navigate. So take this with a grain of salt, I guess, but I mean, Paris, even, but you know what, even before COVID, don't get me wrong, it's a sexy city. Their, their culture, the French, the way they hang out with each other and, and sip wine in cafes and, you know, they have a more socialist kind of uh, perspective that is, that is interwoven in the culture, of course. These things are, are very quaint, very lovely, but... Even before COVID, I, I, I don't know. It's almost, maybe I was, I was lying to myself. I was denying. I just, there was no flow. You know, I wasn't making as many friends as I usually would. My experience was rather dull. I mean, yeah, it's beautiful. You're seeing epic landmarks and tourist attractions, architecture and galleries and things like that. But, but, but nothing to call home. It's, it's hard to describe, honestly. I don't know. It's bizarre. I know I, this is the American dream, an American in Paris. This is the, uh, the promised land of so many hipsters and internet chicks, you know, on Instagram. And, but sometimes in life, one must face the facts and, and, and kind of be honest with oneself. You want to be in flow. You want things to be happening. You want there to be... A, some kind of a cosmic momentum. There's got to be some thrust, some kind of a magical thrust of creativity, of something. And it's becoming clear to me, it's, this is not the place. I think that's why the simulation kind of, kind of pushed me over into Portugal. It, it ushered me over there. Maybe that's why I stayed for three months. I, you know, I, Originally, my intention was only to stay for one week in Portugal. Sorry, I had to take another sip of that sake. Oh, listen, if you don't drink sake, do yourself a favor. Go and buy a bottle of sake in your local Asian district. It's so beautiful. It's a nice alternative to wine. It's just this clear uh, rice liquor. It's got a really neat buzz, nice taste, kind of sweet. Yes, so as I was saying, I, you know, one must always remind themselves it's easy to just get caught up in the monotony of the week and say, all right, today is Monday, today's Tuesday, today's Wednesday, and you're basically getting through life. But you must always, if you can, remember to step out of the fray and remind yourself, no, no, no. I'm not in Monday and Tuesday in a weekly kind of scramble rat race. 
No, I'm living in this simulated reality, in this spiritual realm of magic. You've got to remind yourself of this. It's very, very easy to get swept into that kind of uh, consciousness of, of just survival. And, and when you can remember this, you know, your perspective shifts and you, you then start to be aware of what life is trying to show you. It's always communicating to you through events. You know, sometimes I found in my life when things are, when there's a dead end energetically, you're, you're bumping your head against this wall repeatedly. It's the universe saying that you should either try a different direction or in this case, maybe you shouldn't be in this place. There is no magic happening there. And I know, you know, I tried to go against the, uh, the current because, like I said, this is the American dream. I'm in Paris. This is where I should be. This is where everyone's telling you to go in the storybooks. This is the utmost apex of human culture and of, and of, and of poetry. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. You've got, to, you've got to step back and be honest with yourself. You've got to be more adherent to the universal cosmic flow of information, what it's telling you. And, and sometimes you've got to deviate. Ugh. Anyway, it's pretty clear. I, I came back here for three weeks and uh, it's been very frustrating here. I've had many, I've had frustration after frustration after frustration, lots of trials and, and miscommunications and speed bumps, setbacks. And, and just the vibe here. So I'm not trying to complain. I'm just laying out the information the universe is telling me. The vibe here is just low. I've, you know, I've always heard people refer to Parisians in the winter as miserable. Even Parisians will tell you. They'll say, oh, we're miserable. We're complaining. We're complainers. And, you know, you start to realize, like, I don't know. It's just the vibe is low. It's a beautiful place. These are great people. Long story short, I've realized I've got to shift this base and I'm pretty clear, I'm pretty sure it will, it will be Portugal is where I'm going to shift my EU base. So I'm going back in a few days uh, once I clear up this visa situation and I think once I'm there I'm going to uh, start setting up the move from Paris to Portugal. I'm going to uh, be very, very um, frank with you. I don't share a lot of personal information here. I don't know if it's, uh, if it's necessary or if people want to hear it. Maybe I'm too guarded. I'm too Machiavellian. I think I've been accused of that. I think I am that a little bit. <laughs> but my plan is, essentially, well, how about I set it up like this? Are you aware it is possible for you to purchase citizenship to different countries? You can obtain citizenship in various countries simultaneously. It's a fascinating topic of research, actually. Um, for instance, in Portugal, Spain, a lot of Caribbean countries, countries that usually are on the poorer end of the spectrum have realized that they can get a lot of income if they offer citizenship for purchase, meaning that if for a certain price, you can pay for a passport. And you got people just throwing money at you for a piece of paper. I mean, why not? Why wouldn't you do this? I mean, you can, you can purchase citizenship to Ireland for a million dollars. You can purchase citizenship to New Zealand for example, I think $4 million. Portugal is uh, anywhere from 350,000 to 500,000 euro. There are people living on the planet Earth who have portfolios of passports. It's very James Bond. It's very, uh, it's fascinating. So, because listen, for me, the thing is, I think of myself as a global citizen. Listen, I'm all for countries. I put my hand over my heart for the, uh, what's it called? What's the thing where the, where the football players are kneeling at the beginning of football games? The, uh, the national anthem. 
I put my, my heart, my hand over my heart like everybody else. You know, I'm down with the United States. It's, 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 a, it's a cool concept. Yep, 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 yep. You know, I remember when I was, uh, I think I was in, I don't know, maybe the second grade. And uh, I transferred schools to some school in Boyle Heights, Southern California. And I remember for the first time they made us stand for the national anthem in the morning before the classes began. And it's my first time experiencing this, uh, this protocol. And I remember being resentful. And I was standing there just thinking, this is so fucking lame. This is so, um, the word is rote, R-O-T-E, just dead, meaningless. Like we're doing this like automatons, standing here with our hands over our hearts, but there is no feeling. We're not passionate about this. We're just reciting words on a page. I remember standing there being resentful. You know, I, I think I think it's time for the national anthem to be put to rest before games. I think I think we've had enough. It's unnecessary at this point. I think we get the picture. It's 2020. We live in America. You know, we're not going to burn flags, and you know, we adhere to the laws. It's no need to sing the national anthem at the beginning of every game. This is five minutes of our lives. Every single time, we'll never get back. Enough. When does it end? When, when, when does someone stand up, on the, stand up and raise their hand and say, listen, can we stop doing this, please? This is boring. This is a waste of time. It's unnecessary. Citizenship can be procured for a dollar fee or a euro fee or a Bitcoin fee. Don't get me started on Bitcoin. I'm very, very into Bitcoin right now. A synthetic pharmaceutical grade digital gold that is out of the reach of inept politicians and uh, regulators. So the plan is to, to obtain citizenship, my EU citizenship in Portugal through the Golden Visa program. Also to have citizenship in the United States. The idea is to diversify where I can move to have flexibility, planetary flexibility. I'm an earthling before I'm an American. What is an American? What is a Russian? What is a European? These are ideas, these are concepts. These are, these are lines drawn on a map. These are lines drawn on a map, man. So one must proceed and go to where the flow is, the universal dynamic magical mystical flow life is an adventure life is fun don't get caught up in this uh in this juiceless grind it out lifestyle it doesn't have to be that way that's not the reality you know when i was a kid i thought i'm having a lot of fun man and when i was in college i'm having fun i'm i'm, I'm being creative i'm doing what i want to do but in the back of my mind i i kept saying to myself, I said, you know what, you know this fun is going to end, and you're going to have to be an adult and put all of this fun and all of the good times in the shelf, tuck it all in for the grim adulthood situation. There's always this voice, and it was a part of me that was always rebelling against that or looking for alternatives. And now here, at this stage of life where I'm at, I've realized it's not the fundamental conclusion. One can still have fun. One can still have a life of, of, of intrigue, of, of color, of rainbow. Rainbow, rainbow. As long as one knows oneself, if you have the, the secret key, if you know yourself, and if you can speak the powerful word inwardly with potency and faith, then you can open portals and go places where most people will never be able to access. They can't follow you because they don't believe. They've become entrapped by the status quo narrative of tuck it in, get a job, have a boring life, see you later. It's not the case, it's not the truth. Anyway, uh, on that note, we'll move into the, to the first song. Thank you for coming back to join me. Uh, all the people who left ratings 
on iTunes. I've read your comments. I see them, and I, I, uh, I agree with you, and I appreciate you taking the time. Listen, let's keep pursuing the, the mystical, magical lifestyle of, uh, of a human alien in the center of the Milky Way galaxy. I don't even know what I'm going to play. I got to go put this on pause and, and search through my MP3s to try to, to, try to match a song with, uh, with that long rant I just went on. So I guess we'll both be surprised that the song that is queuing up right now playing. Listen, episode number 30 of the Emerald Lane Podcast, Sunny Coats. We'll see you on the other side. That's a vibe right there. Tropical. That's a vibe. Man, you know what? Uh, a few days have passed since the last segment I recorded where I was, I was really, you know, down and bitching about Paris. I mean, listen, there were some good points I was making about, about being in the flow, the universal flow. 
But I will say, to Paris's credit, that I just found out that Mercury in retrograde ended two days ago. Listen, I, I think if you're if you're listening to this podcast, you're somewhat open-minded to things like astrology, and and why wouldn't you be just open-minded? You know, this is millennia old. You know, people observing the heavenly bodies, and and surely there there could be some correlation between human behavior and things happening. Uh, come on, a, a a local star is powering our planet, the sun. You know, it's giving life to all of the plants and uh, creating all of the weather patterns. Everything's set in motion from the sun. Our, our food is grown on starlight. Our days are, are illuminated by a star. I think people forget about that. Is that a childish thing to say? Or is it just uh, a eminently clear? Without the light from a star, this planet would be a block of ice. There'd be no life. So like I was saying, if you're, if you're listening, you're probably open-minded to things like astrology. But if you're not, I get it. And you know, it's, it's true. I'm not going to bullshit you. It, it seems always that the people who have their shit together the least are the ones who are constantly trying to like sit you down to read the tarot cards to you. They're never paying their bills on time. They're always... But I found out that it was Mercury in retrograde, and honestly, to me, that's good, a good enough reason. It definitely felt as if I was running uphill, swimming against the tide. I was experiencing so much frustration. Everything was going wrong. Packages uh, getting delivered to my apartment that were getting sent back to, to the sender. Uh, no one calling me. Lots of, lots of like phone calls to to places and runarounds and hang-ups. That's always a great thing, right? When you call uh, a, an airline or uh, when you call UPS and you've been waiting on hold, you've been, you've been sent from, from one operator to another operator, <laughs> to the manager during the course of 45 minutes, almost arriving at the finish line to resolve the issue, you get disconnected. That ever happened to you? Oh, that's a that's a beauty. I just hang up the phone now. I just go, "Fucking a," of course. You motherfucker. Today I went to um, the prefecture du police, picked up my long stay visa. It, everything went off without a hitch. The point is that perhaps a cosmic celestial resistant you know event was responsible for a lot of my issues on the last segment. Still, I firmly stand behind what I said. Paris is not the place for me to live. No disrespect, Paris, but the vibe. Although I will say that the people here, they're much more even. I don't know how to describe it. It seems safer here. I, so I wanted to comment on the last song that was played. It's called Surfing on a Wave of Juice. Only God knows what that means to that artist. We won't even try to penetrate. They conjured up a beautiful, tropical, happy vibe. So many visuals. You know, it's like a painting. People forget that music also, it, it brings to the mind visuals. And it stimulates emotions. And that song is, uh, the melody, first of all, is extremely strong. And then on top of it, it's just so idiosyncratic and bizarre. And they, they create a world that envelops you. And you're, for four minutes or so, you're, you're, you're immersed in this strange fantasy. And it's so lovely to, to dwell there for a while. I mean, this is what I mean about being original. When, when you're original, you, you, you make these decisions where uh, the common clone kind of artists, they just can't follow you. A clone, uh, in, in, in this, this goes for any number of, of areas, arenas, there are clones everywhere. In any <laughs> Guys, stop being clones. Don't be a clone. Don't be a follower. Be yourself. You know what this brings to mind? There was a quote that I posted on IG. 
I read it and it was just so intense and it reverberated inside of my mind that I felt, well, I have to share this with people. The quote is, on being true to yourself, don't bend, don't water it down, don't try to make it logical, don't edit your own soul according to the fashion. Rather, follow your most intense obsessions mercilessly. Follow your most intense obsessions mercilessly. And rice. That is the secret key. Anytime people tell me that they don't know what their passion in life is, what the direction they should go into, they've lost their weather vane. The thing that I did, which was to me, it was just so stark and, and childlike. There was just so much simplicity. I just did what I liked. Just do what you like. Follow your most intense obsessions mercilessly. Whatever you're into, no matter how obtuse, I love that word, obtuse, no, no matter how counter it is to the, to the trends, the modern trends, why not? If you like it, if you're enjoying it, if it makes you lose all sense of time as you're doing it, that's the direction to go into it. Surely, just for happiness reasons, just because it's fun. Why would you not want to have fun? Why would you want to overthink that? Don't think your way out of that. Do the things that you like. I know it sounds cliche now with all the self-help gurus and everyone running around follow your passion. But you know what? This is something that can't be reiterated enough. It bears repeating over and over again. The society beats into your head that you cannot have fun. You should be guilty. A life of failure awaits you if you do things that you like. That in the end, if you pursue your own passions, in the end you will lose and the joke will be on you. You'll be left behind, you'll be poor and broke in the gutter. You, you, you followed this, this ridiculous uh, dream. You were so irresponsible, no. Follow your most intense obsessions mercilessly. And then all of a sudden you are composing tropical music that then a, a very strange man in Paris is posting on a podcast and sharing with thousands of people, telling them about it. Live the dream. This is what it's about. It is a dream. Why must this be something that I have to convince you of? I swear to God, you, you've never seen, in my life, I've never seen so many people so um, opposed to living the dream, to embracing exquisite adventure. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants to use the magic that's inside of them. We have magic inside of us, literally, the, the magic of the mind. It's a, it's a creative wonder house, a miraculous thing. Nobody wants to know. I've, I've used it, I've done these things like a scientist over the years, documented it over and over again. And when I try to tell people or help people or make suggestions, nobody wants to know. It's, it's so strange. It's like you have, a, you have like a box of treasure that you're trying to give people. My mother and I, we always say, we have this thing. People don't want money. So many times I try to, uh, I've tried to hire contractors, whomever, in, in, a, in a myriad of different ways. I've tried to hire people, and they just didn't respond to emails or didn't return phone calls. And people just don't want money. They just don't want it. That's, a, that's actually another topic, but listen... On that note, we're gonna go into the next song. I know you. I know you feel what I'm saying. Yeah, there's some tangents here and there, a few run-on sentences, a few strange, uh, you know, details. But you know what I'm saying. You catch my drift. So on that note, we're gonna go into the next song. It's it's just so simple. Let's do it. Don't think your way out of this. I'm trying to be clever. Episode number thirty of the Emerald Lane podcast. I'm gonna see you on the other side. Toi mon père, tu me disais La promesse s'inscrit dans le sable et dans le marron de celui à qui on a promis hmm. Celui qui promet aujourd'hui, c'est celui qui mentira demain hey. Si tu ne veux pas mentir, 
Alors, ne promets rien. Aujourd'hui des promesses. Et demain des mensonges. Aujourd'hui des promesses. une carotte que l'âne il veut bien avancer hmm? si je te tape tu sens le bâton hein? si je te montre la carotte qui te dit que tu vas vraiment la manger <rire> toi vraiment méfie toi méfie toi bien aujourd'hui des promesses et demain des mensonges aujourd'hui des promesses Fort. Hein? Tu prétends me donner du rêve? <rire> si tu veux me faire rêver, <rire> il faut d'abord que tu m'endormes. Hein? Eh. Eh. Toi, l'ami de beaucoup de bars, tu me disais, bois pour oublier. Un ventre plein de bière ne réfléchit plus. C'est quoi ça? Eh. Je veux bien boire la bière, hein? Mais de tes paroles, je ne boirai rien. Aujourd'hui des promesses, et demain des mensonges. Aujourd'hui des promesses, et demain des mensonges.
have come across the statement of John the Baptist. He used to say to his disciples, I baptize you with water. After me shall come one who will baptize you with fire. That's what he meant. After me there will come one who will baptize you with fire. The water baptism is an outer baptism. Water represents the outward flow. Remember this, that the outward and the downward are synonymous. And upward and the inward are synonymous. Whatsoever goes downward also goes outwards. And whatsoever goes upward also goes inward and vice versa. Water always goes downwards. It goes away from itself. Its journey is an exterior journey. Fire goes upward, always upwards. And upwards is synonymous with the inwards. Its journey is always interior. John the Baptist is saying, I am giving you the outer body of the religion. After me will come Christ. Who will give you the inner baptism. The baptism of fire. Jesus himself again and again says, Repent. Repent ye. And the word has fallen into a wrong interpretation by the Christians. They have made it repentance for misdeeds. It has nothing to do with misdeeds. The word repent actually means return. Go in, go back. It means turning back. Restore your originality. The word repent means metanoia. Turning back. A 180 degree turn. If you go on flowing outwards, you remain water. If you turn in, you become fire. And when the two eyes, when these two flames, when these two hemispheres of your consciousness join together, are absolutely bridged, and you become one flame, that one flame is what Plotinus calls flight of the alone to the alone. The great one is the term I want to make some noise with real life aeroplanes. Someday I'm going to fly. I'll be a pilot too. And when I do, how would you like to be my crew? On the good ship. Lollipop, it's sweet trip to a candy shop where bonbons play on the sunny beach in Peppermint Bay. Lemonade dance everywhere, Cracker Jack bands fill the air, and there you are, happy landing on a chocolate bar. Sugar bowl, do the tootsie roll with the big bad devil's food cake. If you eat too much, oh, oh, you'll awake with a tummy ache. 
pop, it's a night trip Into bed you hop and dream away On the good ship Lollipop On the good ship Lollipop It's sweet trip to a candy Yeah, that's what I'm talking about I don't be so cynical was the last time you heard The Good Ship Lollipop by Shirley Temple? Such an innocent song of uh, candy, uh, cotton candy clouds and chocolate streams. Uh, all of that beautiful, beautiful Willy Wonka shit. I miss those days when people, people, you know, that was like a number one pop song hit in its day. You know, like Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit was a number one song. Oh shit. Okay, sorry, we're good. Uh, I'm filling up, my tub is filling up. My, my uh, nightly bathtub, I bathe every, every evening. I have a large tub. Oh, did I forget to tell you? I'm back in Portugal now. I time traveled. How could I skip that detail? I left Paris. I didn't want to be in a curfew, a 6 p.m. curfew anymore. I wanted to come down south where things are more simple and the people are a little more warm and welcoming. I'm back in Portugal, in Porto, in the north of, of Portugal. <laughs> I'm back in my hotel suite. And you know what? I, I got out of there not a moment too soon, because about three weeks after I left Paris, the government instituted a third full lockdown, 7 p.m. curfew. You need a, a certificate uh, to show the uh, police and the officials to leave your house. And I dodged that bullet. I don't know how. I, I have the purple emoji crystal ball talking to me over my shoulder, telling me, hey, you need to get out of here before another lockdown, full lockdown gets instituted. So back in Portugal, bathtub filling up. Before the speech clip was Osho, the spiritual teacher, if you haven't heard of him, Osho, O-S-H-O. That was a throwback to the original first 20 episodes of the Emerald Lane podcast where I didn't even speak. All there was were speech clips, visionary thinkers and uh, people interspersed with music. I think I started to speak on the microphone at around episode 23. So there's a little throwback for episode 30 as a celebration. <laughs> you know what? Let me, uh, let me stop my tub. Let me turn the water off before it overflows. Hold on. back so here I am I, I'm in this this little city I've been here for several months on and off and you know I've been going to cafes when the city was opened uh, and I don't know if you've had this same experience so I so I was going I go to this one cafe called mana it's like a vegan place you'd find in the monocle magazine very hip very nicely uh, put together well done I have been going there for a couple months. I know all the staff very well. I know the owner. Uh, we're very familiar with one another. Everyone's wearing masks. And I was talking to these people, getting to know them, seeing them day after day, only with these masks on. You, you don't realize, especially if you, you meet people under these circumstances, after a while, you, you begin to understand that you've actually never seen their faces, even though you've been talking to them for months as, you know, as friends, befriending these people. I've, I've had intimate conversations with the owner, and it wasn't until I came back a couple weeks ago when I was standing in his shop, and I, I, said, I said, you know what? I don't think I've ever seen your face, man. I've never seen your face fully. I've seen you from the top of your head to the middle of your nose. And I said, can you take your mask off real quick? Can I just see your face? The guy pulls his, his mask down and I was aghast. <laughs> Who is this person standing in front of me, this imposter? I thought I was speaking to the shop owner. Who is this, uh, this stand-in, this, this impersonator? There was another girl, I forget her name. Uh, always, she, she's been in there for months, serving me. I, I looked at her, I said, can I see your face as well? I've never seen your face. 
She pulled down her mask, and, I, and again, I was, uh, I was shocked. I imagined how their faces would look based upon their personalities, their voices. I guess I, I did some kind of a mental calculation and deduced how the rest of their, their face would look from the nose down to their mouths. These people, they look completely different. It's, it's a very psychedelic revelation when you see some of these people's faces after you have been interacting with them for months. Have, have you had this experience? I surely I'm not alone. I mean, people's faces look completely different. What ha why did my mind make up their faces the way I did? It was almost like the twilight zone. People, some, some of these friends of mine, they took down, they took off their masks and they, they, they looked horrific to me. Anyway, dude, I think this is the end. I've said enough and not a mo moment too soon. You're now spared from these ridiculous rantings of a madman alone in a hotel suite in the north of Portugal. Uh, once again, thank you for hanging out and, and seeing this thing through. I hope you have been entertained and enlivened and enriched by some of the information presented herein, some of the music, some of the thoughts. I'm going to stop this podcast, or I should say, as soon as I finish this podcast, I'm going to open a fresh session here in my uh, recording app and begin the next one, episode number 31. Uh, please, if you are gracious enough, if you would be gracious enough to um, leave a rating in the Apple Podcasts app or the store or wherever you find this podcast. That way more people can hear it. You know the drill. You've heard this from thousands of YouTube and podcaster people over the last few months. It's never ending. I will always say keep pressing forward. Uh, it's a difficult, very, very bizarre moment in history and in our lives. But you must press forward with uh, courage and with grit. This is, uh, this is the testing time for your character. And also, you know, don't forget to also take pleasure in the small things. Slow down. There are going to be many days and, and many moments where there's just nothing happening. Things are closed. Your friends aren't around. There's nothing to do but to just sit on the floor of your room or in the kitchen, at the kitchen table, lay on your back uh, in your bedroom and just stare into space. It's so luscious to, to just be able to stare into space for 30 minutes or an hour while soft music plays in the background and, and there's nothing to do. And actually, as counterproductive or as lazy as moments of, of daydreaming and of uh, boredom may seem, they actually are very restorative and constructive, actually. It, it, if you can just put your iPad down and your, your phone, your Instagram, all of the screens, if you, can, if you can just put them, set them aside for an hour, two hours, and just let yourself drift for a while. Just be okay with the fact that you're not doing anything, that you're bored and nothing's happening. You know, don't try to force the action and reach for the screen and reach for the apps to mainline more information. Just, uh, just sit with it, man. Welcome. This is how things were in, in the 80s and the 90s and every decade going back previous until the, um, the genesis of mankind on the planet. There were periods of boredom and of drift. I can remember it well in my, in my younger days. Many, many moments sitting in my room and, and listening to the, the high-pitched frequency of silence as I sat dumbfounded, staring at a wall, a mark on the wall, you know, just gazing out of a window. What's that David Bowie lyric from the man who sold the world? I love that song. I really love the Nirvana version as well. I've been so obsessed with Nirvana in the last couple of weeks. I've been going back, listening to all of their records and watching Kurt Cobain interviews. The David Bowie lyric is a fascinating song. The man who sold the world. He has a line where he says, 
I gazed a gazely stare. And that's all you want out of life. These are the beautiful moments to just sit gazing a gazely stare, burning a hole in the wall with a stare while the universe silently fills your mind with, with ideas and new perspectives. Strange and, and beautiful information flooding into your consciousness as you sit still silently. So, you know, on that. End of line. <laughs> <laughs>